Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 4-1 Game Zone. Well, welcome to Cooperative Multiplayer Live, the official 4-1 Game Zone podcast. Uh, we probably shouldn't be starting out with uh, good feelings right now. I don't know who the hell is sitting here playing tennis on their next to their computer, but they need to stop. Robert! <laughs> Oh crap, hold on. No, this is off to a bad start, hold on. Uh, do not do not talk, guys, because this is going to sound terrible. Just Let's act like you guys never heard any of that, because I apparently forgot to change my audio settings in Skype, so... There we go, now everybody should be heard. If, uh, if you didn't hear that, you probably didn't, actually. It was Robert... I don't know what the hell he was doing. It sounded like somebody was playing ping pong in front of their computer. Oh, it was me trying to figure out how to get the audio to work on my computer through Skype. So it was me clicking on the uh, mouse. That did not sound like mouse clicking. <laughs> you know, I really can't imagine how it would sound like me typing a message with this computer since I know just touching this damn thing it sounds like the world is ending to everybody else. Because I've been told I type angry. Wow, that was you typing, jeez. No, no, that was just me clicking. No, I type very, with a, especially when I'm going fast, it's very heavy-fingered. Ah. <laughs> heavy-fingered. <laughs> well, that didn't take long. Oh, oh, come <laughs> on. That's not, uh, it's not really that hard of a one to go for. Let's see. Uh, we were supposed to start this out on a solemn note, and apparently we all screwed that up already. Uh, <laughs> wrestling memes is amazing. It wouldn't be us if we didn't. That's true. Yeah, true. I, I should note that I have the we have the whole crew here for the first time since E3, so that's like a miracle in of itself. But uh, I guess we have to start things in a sad note. 
if you, for some reason, don't know by now, and you're listening to this podcast as your first avenue of <laughs> learning that uh, the whole gaming world has lost a very important figure. Nintendo themselves are probably feeling this more than anyone else, but Satoru Iwata has passed away at the age of 55 due to a bile duct growth or a cancer that he apparently had surgery on during last year's E3, which is why he wasn't there. And then we come to find out that at this year's E3, something that has to do with that was the reason why he wasn't at E3 this year either. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, just to go around, I mean, none of us have met Mr. Water personally or whatever, but he meant a lot to the gaming industry, to Nintendo. He was there from a little bit before the DS came into existence to you know the present day he has been one of one of the people in charge of the innovation and sometimes the things that have backfired against Nintendo in, in one fell swoop but he's done more positive than negative what do you uh, it, when you're thinking about Mr. Iwata what, what do you think his legacy is going to be for at Nintendo Daniel uh, I think he's going to be seen as one of the best innovators Nintendo has. Hated or not, the Wii is considered, I mean, it's one of the best selling consoles and it brought motion gaming to everybody. 3DS, DS, I mean, everybody was saying the handheld market was dead and he kept it alive and kept it thriving. What do you think, Mark? He'll always be Peppy Rabbit to me now for that Muppet thing he did this year. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> but he's kind of saved Earthbound, and like he kind of did a lot with like Smash Brothers, and Hal was always a good company to me. Like Kirby's a great, still a fan favorite of mine. Yeah, Kirby is probably my favorite of all the Nintendo characters. So knowing that he had a big thing to do with the reason why we still have Kirby today. He was huge guy that saved a lot of the Kirby games or had a lot to do with a lot of the Kirby games, working at HAL and just hearing about all the stuff he did for Smash Brothers Melee specifically, like basically making it to where it worked <laughs> and same thing where Earthbound and uh, there's probably plenty of other games that, you know, he had a hand in doing. That's the thing people kind of forget about him is that he was he worked in the industry as a programmer first. He wasn't just a figurehead, you know. He wasn't just some guy that got appointed and then never did any work, you know. So, what do you think, Robert? Uh, I think definitely what you guys were talking about with uh, the handheld market. It's he did a great thing for that because I mean the 3DS. I'd say the 3DS is going really strong. The DS itself was also a really strong thing, but I think he kind of helped. Uh, Make Nintendo kind of relevant again in terms of casual appeal, because even though he did kind of, there was like a, under his stead, there was a lot of bag of tricks that were brought out, you know, three, like, you know, the dual screens, the 3D on the dual screens, and then you have stuff like the Wii and the Wii U. It got a lot of people who never played video games to play video games, which I think is, that's really cool. And it also, uh, I think that theme really carries over with stuff like Smash Brothers, like, you know, 
you would have people who, let's say, they weren't really big Nintendo players. Well, hey, here's this uh, fighting game that they have that can be done competitively. And I think that it brings in a lot of different people to play Nintendo, which I think that's what Nintendo is really all about, is bringing a lot of different people together. And I think Mr. Iwata did a, uh, did a good job of, you know, kind of bringing that all in. Sucks that he's gone, man. Because I heard about it, I'm like, oh, that, that bums me out. I'm gonna, you know, just when when I look at when I watch a Nintendo Direct now, it's never gonna be the same because he was always the guy that started those, you know. Uh, and that's another thing. I mean, talk about, you know, we talk about how jet, you know, the thing people I think that maybe don't do. I mean, Robert and I deal a lot in uh, Japanese culture things, you know, watching anime and Japanese wrestling, whatever. And you realize just watching that how sometimes how uh, nationalist they can be and how they don't want to share things with the world at times and how companies can over there can be very we don't want to talk to our audience we're just going to put this out and whatever and Nintendo was really at the forefront with the directs and with other things of really just saying okay you know what we got to talk to the people we've got to let them know what's going on and we got to make our presence out there and then all the things that they've done to E3 where they've made fun of themselves he, he wanted fighting with Reggie uh, to promote Smash Brothers and then the Muppet thing that uh, to, to do Star Fox that Mark brought up I mean that's stuff you're going to remember years from now that maybe it's a takeoff of other things but the fact that they did it the fact that these, these guys that are you know older you know they're not young kids you know making these are these are grown men making fun of themselves and the fact that he could do that and everything just that shows a lot so speaking of that i mean what do you think that nintendo's uh, next move do you think nintendo's is going to continue the path they're on do you think I mean, right now apparently miyamoto and another figurehead are in charge and until that's figured out i mean i can't imagine miyamoto just wants to be in charge of nintendo from now on that's such a big thing to take upon like i can imagine it bother it keeps him from being able to keep his focus on developing and everything are we going to see a change in, in nintendo at all or you think we're just going to stay the course and flourish from here or Hmm. I'm really not sure. I've gone back and forth on it. It really depends on how close he really was to getting fired when Nintendo was having this bad run a couple of years ago. If he was never that close and people were pretty confident in his direction, we're not going to see anything radical. If he was really close to getting fired and taking the pay cut is what saved him, then I could see a radical change being made. Until we know who takes over, we're not going to have any idea of what's going to happen. Mark? Uh, I think they'll kind of keep on their path. I mean, they kind of have to because the NX is supposed to be out next year or 2017 at the latest. And it'd be nice if Reggie took over, but I don't see it happening. And Miyamoto taking over is a really scary prospect to me. Why do you say that? Because I want him, I want him directing Mario Galaxy Three, not like not talking to bitchy stockholders about why the Wii U is bombing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh the the Wii U. 
You know, I was just thinking about it. I'm not sure who's going to take over for them or what they're, what direction they're going to go in, but I'm kind of wondering, like, I know they've got enough money to survive 20 years of bad years, but I'm wondering if maybe they're going to try maybe playing it safe in the next one, or, or maybe instead of saying play it safe, maybe they're going to get a hardware upgrade. I don't know, because I feel like the fact... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That they're so far behind technologically compared to the other systems really kind of puts them behind with the third-party developers, which has been a problem with Nintendo for a very long time, at least console gaming-wise. I'm thinking, what? Wasn't they, didn't the GameCube and the N64 kind of have that pro- the same problem the Wii and the Wii U are having? Yep. To where they, I think, yeah, the, the SNES was the last one that had any sort of, you know, any sort of like real third-party support. And since the new system's coming out or being announced next year and possibly coming out the year after, I don't know. I don't see them necessarily, I guess, taking up the new technology, but I'd like to see them try because while I know they are, as I said, they're all about family and fun and bringing people together, I think they almost kind of need to catch up with some of the times just to maybe become competitive in places well, truly competitive in places outside of Japan. I mean, they're they're competitive here in America, sure, but I think the Wii U really, or the not the Wii, I'm sorry, the Wii was really helped by the fact that, like, it was the economy was pretty nice when it started, and it brought people like you know grandmas, kids, whatever, you know, everybody everybody bought the system. But as we saw with the Wii U, if they don't have any of that innovation there, they're kind of toast. So I'm wondering if maybe they should try and catch up maybe see if they can do something with some of the newer technology with the established characters they have because they really have something that the other the other uh, companies don't have i mean look at microsoft they have halo okay and then you've got a few characters you know for sony you've got like you know you've got the god of war franchise and stuff but they really don't have what nintendo has so i'm wondering maybe if i don't know nintendo tried to catch up technologically, bring in new technology along with the kind of innovative ideas and great characters that they have, maybe they'll get a leg up on the competition. There we go. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to change anything as far as their strategy goes with what they're doing now. I mean, I think that when you look at it, you really, I mean, they, they have to go on with the NX. It's already... If you believe the reports that came out, you know, last week we talked about them on the podcast about if they're going to release earlier and if they're already in production mode for the NX and all that kind of stuff. And I just think that at this point, you do have to just think about Nintendo's not going to compete with. I just don't see Nintendo any longer unless the NX just bombs and they already get something ready for to compete with whatever the next Xbox and next PlayStation is, they're not going to compete with them on that level of being the just... The GameCube was the last system of it being compatible graphics-wise and 
it being compatible on all those kinds of feature levels and all that. Nintendo's always been about innovating, and or at least since Iwata's been there, which that's one thing you have to wonder if they are going to, you know, after the NX is done, or if they make any changes to the, what the NX is, and say, okay, well, this deal by innovating didn't get us any money. So maybe we need to go back to the drawing board and figure out how to get us money as far as... Uh, you know, hardware sales or whatever, because you know they still haven't announced anything for whatever the next handheld is, which makes you wonder, like what you know Mark and I talked about, whether they really are going to do that console hybrid thing with the NX, or whether mobile phones is now going to be the thing for them, and they're not going to announce another portable. You know, no, that would that would hurt. I mean, yeah, it would hurt because I have one, you have one, and, you know... I have one. Yeah, I mean, it. I I really like playing it. I like taking it with me and, and doing stuff with it, but it just... You have to wonder, you know, if them entering the mobile market is going to make... Especially these figureheads now that don't have the connection to all these portal systems. If, if they're going to just say, you know what, let's just make a Nintendo phone, or let's just make mobile games now let's not worry about coming up with another system that might not sell that well and you know i i don't know robert do you think uh we'll see another i mean i don't know what else they can do with these portable systems that we're talking about innovating i mean well i mean well i guess we've we've added two screens i really don't know what else we could do i think the 3d thing I'm wondering maybe they can just not use that on the next one. Maybe that would save them some production costs. I don't know. I I really just, I don't know. I guess maybe it's just the, the fan in me talking. I really wouldn't want them to stop making portables, like the portable system, because they've got the market cornered. Like the Vita doesn't really do much. And sure, you do have the mobile phone, but I think them making their own system... And putting games like Pokemon and porting games like Hyrule Warriors, uh, you know, Smash Bros, the N64 Zelda titles, I think honestly that gives them a lot of, I guess like a lot of breathing room there. Like, yeah, they might make a lot more in terms of game sales if they went to mobile, but they make a lot of money off those handhelds, and I'm sure they more than pay for themselves once they get to like the fourth re-release. I've kind of noticed that the DS, as a system, is very much like Street Fighter 2. Like, they have re-released that system in so many different ways and slapped new names on it. Yeah, but it still hasn't equaled what the DS did. You know, same thing with the well, Vita and the PSP. So. Well, the DS is... I, I think the DS did really well. But there's like a certain point where I think we're in like a, do, a different climate now in terms of financial stability. And didn't what what year did the DS come out? Oh six, right? Yeah, that sounds right. About then. So I mean, they were kind of smoothing the the nice nice waves there, and I don't think the video game industry got hit by as much by the economy, the world economy tanking as much as some of the other, you know, industries, but I think the 3DS has done a really respectable job kind of trying to live up to the DS's legacy. I think it's honestly helped by the fact you can play all the DS games. That's definitely why I started owning one. But, uh, 
you know, I, I think they can do, they could still do more with the handheld. I mean, hey, we can play N64 games this time. Who is to say we can't, like, move up in the world? Maybe we can go for the GameCube next. Yeah. We can play, uh, I don't know, like, Geiss DS. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Any of you guys think they should just keep making the portables, or can they sustain three different basic uh, models of, of gaming, really? I think they'll keep the 3DS for a little while longer. Uh, I don't know what they would go with to replace it, but then again, I didn't think they'd go with 3D to replace the DS, so... They need to release Avatar on the 3DS. <laughs> why? I don't know. I mean, it did so well in theaters. Why not? Yeah, One I'm thing not. that I think could happen is I think we could see the NX actually being able to graphically compete with the uh, Xbox One and PS4 enough so that third-party support can swing back towards Nintendo, you could get your Maddens, your Mass Effects, and everything else on the NX that you couldn't do on anything else. I think we might start... I think we might see that. Hmm. That'd be cool. I'd like to see it. I mean, I think part the other problem that uh, the Wii had when it came to third-party games is that they kind of blew... I mean, look at games like... Remember? Oh, and then it, it was all so weird, like the controller, all that stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, it's... That, that's why they blew. I mean, look at the... Uh, you know, everybody was making fun of the Marvel Ultimate Alliance for that. Uh, it, they definitely were shitting on the Madden, SVR. Like, all those games were weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and by going with... By getting rid of the motion support, motion control and all that, you can make it to where, for lack of a better phrase, game companies see a profit, potential profit in developing for it again. Right. That's the thing, is it has to sell well in order for these third parties to want to go, okay, let me make something for this game or whatever. I mean, but... Well, I mean, the Wii, the Wii sold well. The problem with that was they just... There was <coughs> they couldn't very little way to transmit the, over... Yeah, yeah. You could, the way the controls were set up, it was really hard to do anything with it. I think we're going to see... I think we'll see people start... Or see companies start taking another look at the Nintendo consoles again. Yeah, I mean, because they can't just survive on... First they've, party. <laughs> they've already proven that they can't survive it on themselves and on like the occasional other Japanese developer helping them or whatever. Just... It doesn't work. And, I mean, now they've started uh, all these other partnerships, you know, and it, I feel like they finally kind of started to get it where you have to extend the other branch and say, okay, well, what can we do to make it easier for you? And you have to wonder if, if that's what they're doing with the NX. But I think, uh, I mean, let, let's be honest, there isn't a whole lot to talk about as far as gaming this week this week was all about comic-con and it seems like every year less and less gaming stuff comes out of comic-con uh because apparently comic-con is starting to treat it like a lot of other things where they're trying to boot it out the door 
But to be fair, you know, gaming has their own convention that they have, you know. <laughs> that was, wasn't that the week, like, ago, a few weeks so. before? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like gaming needs Comic-Con or anything. No, no, we're we're better than them anyways. They can have their Hollywood parties. Yeah, exactly. We'll but keep I our, think we'll keep what chase. came out uh, just recently, you know, and Daniel and Mark both alerted me to this, is that uh, Deep Silver decided to part ways with their developer on Dead Island 2, just out of the blue. Uh, Jaeger is no more. What do we make of this? Does this mean... We're not seeing Dead Island for a while now, or yeah, that's a way. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think something seriously was seriously wrong with it. Seriously, they decided to just cut their losses, and so you're saying it's a Dead Island? Ah, ah. yeah, ah. Oh boy, yeah. Oh, without. Making the bat very, very, very bad puns. Yes, the game is dead. <laughs> In the water? Is that water around uh, island? <laughs> you know, I always wanted to play Dead Island. I thought that game would be really cool. And then I watched some friends play it, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> this, this looks okay. It would have done a lot better without all those glitches. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, they, they had, like, Bethesda-level glitches. And they didn't have the Bethesda level content to make up for it. It was bad. True. Oof. Uh, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the Dead Island franchise, so it's no biggie to me. I'm except tired of it. Except for that awesome third game, Escape Dead Island. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that was just. How, how bad must the Dead Island 2 have been to cancel that one? But they let Escape Dead Island go. <laughs> Probably because they already just had that thing in the can, and they just said, "Well, we gotta name it. We gotta, you know, just release it." Uh, I'm tired of zombies. I don't know about you guys. I am. I'm. I'm done. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm good with The Walking Dead, even though I'm really behind on that, but that's about it as far as, and, you know, the Walking Dead, like, Telltale game, but as far as that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done with zombies, too. Like, the only thing that got me excited was I read that, uh, from Anime Expo, that there was a new manga that's actually a really 
good zombie manga, which, you know, unlike a lot of them, which are like a romantic comedy, it's it's kind of has the same kind of feeling of The Walking Dead. Like, you know, it's really serious. And I was like, oh, that sounds really neat. But I don't know. I guess I've just been zombied out because they're really prominent in culture. And I haven't watched The Walking Dead in three seasons. And I'm kind of at that level. You know, you know it's the, when you get to a level of something, you're like, I'm sure it's good, but I'm tired of hearing about it. So you kind of just get annoyed by it. Yeah. Speaking of getting annoyed, just let's let us just keep making the amiibo thing even more difficult. Uh, apparently, Palutina is going to be Amazon exclusive, not even retailer exclusive. Amazon exclusive. Like, why? Just oh man, I, I thought we were trying to make this so that more people could get the amiibo that weren't around before. I don't know how this is making it easier, but, you know, maybe this is one of those things somebody will get on and figure out. Where's my Glover amiibo? So I can throw it so out the window. So nobody can buy it? So I can throw it out the window. I, I think Glover is owned by, by like a third-party studio, so you need a master hand amiibo instead. <laughs> I'll just paint on the eyes. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we do get a master hand amiibo. That would actually... That'd be really smart. Like I'm trying to think of like random first-party games that uh, Nintendo just kind of gave up to make amiibos for. I don't know. Was Red Steel a first uh, party game? No, nope, Ubisoft. No, that was Ubisoft. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> make, a, make a make a Mike Tyson amiibo. <laughs> oh, does it does it come with pigeons? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we one will be young Mike Tyson amiibo, and the other one will be fat Mike Tyson amigo, amigo, amiibo. We need to make an Amingo amiibo. There we go. Amingo from the Marvel vs. Capcom games. Look yeah. it. So yeah. the other, I think, big thing from this week is probably the continuing saga between Kojima and Konami. Kojima Productions has apparently ceased operations. Kojima's name has been removed from the Metal Gear Solid 5 box art, which is stupid because his company worked on the game, so... <laughs> the man is Why? Metal Gear Solid. It's just... I don't, I don't see why. This is like the a relationship just falling out right in front of everybody. They're just deleting Facebook photos left and right. Yeah, and then there was a rumor going around that Konami was trying to delete PT from your PS4, even if it was already downloaded. Like, I don't know how they would do that, but... Yeah. Well, they they could do it, but I think that might result in, like, a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lawsuit for a free game. <laughs> a free demo. Well, I doubt there's any... I mean, it's probably tucked away, but... The legalese about trying, like, having having them, like, like disable a feature on your console. Yeah, I mean... Isn't that the whole thing with digital games that people are scared of? That technically they can just make it to where you can't play them? Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, because technically you're renting the game. You're not... Or you're renting the license from them to be able to play the game or whatever. Well, you're technically doing that now, but you at least have the physical copy of the disc. Right. But with something like, you know, PT, you don't. 
So if Konami wanted to go and delete it, I guess they could. I mean, hey, if they have any problem getting into the, uh, the systems, all they got to do is call up those guys who hacked the PlayStation Network last time. <laughs> yeah, that guy got... I don't, I don't know if that guy is going to be doing that anytime soon. He apparently... I mean, this is a... He probably should have gotten punished much more than he did, but apparently his punishment was he's on a two-year probation that if he ever does something again like that, that he's going to go to jail for a while. That's really light. Cause he yeah, I think the... he got fined some kind of amount of money. I don't remember what it was. But I think it's the government's trying to get him to work for them or whatever. Well, I mean, Wasn't what he 17? Yeah, well... Yeah, I think the one that got, yeah, he was young. That's part of the reason as well. Okay, that makes Couldn't sense. Couldn't they charge him as an adult, though? You could, they could have, but... I mean, good luck trying to get somebody to convict a 17-year-old for messing with games. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Could be worse. Could have created. I don't know. He could have like put ET the video game on everybody's system. I mean, hey, it crashed everything the first time. You can do that to yourself. <laughs> he doesn't I'm, need to do that. <laughs> he always wondered if I found an Atari emulator, just throw ET on there, would it break my computer? <laughs> <laughs> Watch that happen. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to ask you guys before we. What have you guys been playing? I know Mark has been feverishly reviewing that Rocket League. Yeah, that went up tonight, actually. What are your final thoughts on Did you get plus to play it online? or? I got it for like a day or two, but like the game says it's offline for me for some reason. Yeah, apparently they had a server overload or whatever from the PC and PS4. Uh... Yeah, having to need on or something. Hmm. I mean, uh, too bad you two don't have a PS4 because that game is awesome. It's like car soccer. And it, you think it's not fun, but play it and you'll just be there just wanting what? to play more games of it. It's an awesome party game. It has there's soccer a... in the title, so of course it can't be fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it has a flop button. Well, you can make your car flip around, so that's about as close as you're going to get. Oh. I can dig it. Uh, it makes me want to go buy a PS4. But that's still a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not that. buying a PS4 until, I, until No Man's Sky comes out. Isn't that coming to Xbox One? I thought no, it's console exclusive. Well, well, possibly. It would be a timed exclusive in general. Because the stuff I've heard has said that they're looking at bringing it to the Xbox later. Ah, uh, okay. But. You can get it for PC? Yeah, I don't trust my PC to run it without crashing or overheating. Yeah, I think my computer would explode trying to play that. Have y'all seen the any of the new stuff they come out with for No Man's Sky? Or? No. I mean, they've had... It was... Uh, they had, like, 
18 minutes of gameplay for it and different things. I still don't know if I know what you're supposed to do in this game, but... Whatever you game. want. What, what, like, what, why is that so hard to wrap your mind around? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because I feel like it's just... I'm confused. <laughs> uh, I still want to know what you're doing, like, moment to moment in the game or whatever, and if these planets that you're really looking at are they little slices of a planet and there's part of it that you're not going to and they just make the world seem bigger than it is, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Part of me just can't believe that there's really that many planets with all this stuff that you're going to be able to do on every single one. Like, it's just... It's insane, you know? Well, it's like this thing with, like, Borderlands and they're, like, billions of guns. It's like, it's all just generated, like, randomly. So... And there you go. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, uh, which Final Fantasy are you on this week, Robert? Did, did I give my uh, spiel on 13 yet? I don't think I did. Did I? What, did you finally beat it? Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't recall I'll, I'll doing it. I'll time out the next 20 minutes of the podcast for you. All right, all right. <laughs> oh, I, well, I mean, uh, we kind of ran out of bit. You told me to come up with things to talk about, and I'm like, no, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's just go, go ahead. Well, let's see. So I beat Final Fantasy Thirteen. All right, after about eighty hours, that's not too bad, I guess. I kind of waffled around for a while. The thing that was annoying about it was, I mean, have we all beaten that game over here? Hell no. <laughs> I have. I'm not that. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> He's trying to tell you not to torture yourself, Robert. Oh come on. Well, I don't know. I just wanted to finish it just so I can say that I finished it and that I'm never going to come back to it. Now, now I can play 13 too. That, yeah, or I can keep playing Final Fantasy 2. Go on, go for 13 too. 13 2 is not that bad. There's actually, I just remembered, there's a copy of Lost Odyssey at a pawn shop around here. When I go to the bank, I should probably go there next. That's a good game. You should get yes, that. that is I a play. very good game. Yeah, I'll add it to my list of RPGs that I need to be, I need to play. I, I, really wish I wish that game would come to PC. If only they would port it. Won't happen, but I mean, hey, it's finally nice to see a a, a console ex- exclusive game. Huh? <laughs> a little late, but uh, yeah. See, it's funny. I started Mass Effect after I beat thirteen. I played five minutes of Mass Effect, and I'm like, well, I don't want to get too involved in it. Well, I'm going to go to bed. Haven't played it since. <laughs> how long is how, how long was going to bed and? Uh, that was about two weeks ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I don't know. I've been trying to catch up on all my shows in the in the median, but okay. uh, I'll get back to you know how I do. I always I'll obsess over things for about a week or two. But yeah, thirteen. The thing that really kind of made me grumpy was you faced a whole lot of sub bosses throughout the thirteenth chapter. Oh, they have 13 chapters. Aren't they clever? So on the like final like like staircase of sorts to get to the uh, final the final three boss bosses or well final two bosses and one has two forms. You face like some of the sub bosses like together. I'm like okay, that was harder than the three final bosses. Not to mention I watched more cutscenes from the start of those bosses to the end of the game than I did playing the actual game. Well, let me tell you, that's just 
normal Final Fantasy for the most part. <laughs> well, see, I've played two. I have gotten to the end game of two Final Fantasy games. <laughs> well, the the latter uh, versions of Final Fantasy, like starting with ten, mm -hmm. the final boss tends to be a lot easier than some of the other bosses in the game. And I find that really frustrating because I feel like. I should have to struggle with the final boss. It's the final boss. It's like the culmination of all my efforts. I should have to stretch just a little more to reach that goal instead of already training myself up enough to where I'm on a 10-foot ladder to reach an 8-foot light bulb. Uh, yeah. But I, I was really frustrated. But see, some people would disagree and say that they don't want this cheap-ass final boss that takes them... 50 million times to try to kill or whatever. I mean, I that's that's the story that I heard from Square at some point that their idea was the more work you have to do in the game, you should be rewarded in the, at the end of the game or something. I, I I don't know why they had this theory of changing it, but I mean, well, I, what do you guys feel about final bosses? Do they need to be really hard or Daniel? Uh, to an extent, yeah. I mean, normally the final boss is the, for lack of a better term, big bad of the game, and if you have all these other hard bosses that you have to fight before you get to the final boss, show why he's the hard bosses were willing to work with the final boss. I mean, there has to be a reason behind it. If you have all your strongest enemies at the beginning of the game and then nothing and then the final boss just disappoints. It feels you just feel anti, the game feels anticlimactic in my mind. What do you think, Mark? Well, Square's always done that. They've always had like side bosses that are like way more powerful than the regular bosses. I mean, look at Final Fantasy VII with like ruby and emerald weapons, or like Mario RPG with what is it, Silex or Cryx or whatever that guy's name was. Like that thing was way harder than the final boss of that game. Well, yeah, I mean, in one, you got the war mech, which is even harder than chaos. I mean, these were not even side bosses, like optional side bosses. These were just, like, people, who, characters you had to face. At least in 13, they were. I guess I was just annoyed. That's what you would say, yeah. Because, I mean, even in the game, like, you know, in 13, it would tell you there's a target time for what, like, kind of what they wanted you to get to, to in order to get five stars. Like, for the last form of the final boss, the target time was four minutes. <laughs> I was like, are you, are you, I was like, are you people kidding me? I mean, I beat it in like five, but it was really easy. And I, I was, I was, I was, I was kind of grumpy about it. So I'm like, all right, you know, we've got this long cut scene with all these, you know, a couple mind fucks going on in it. Why don't I go ahead and, uh, you know, hunker down? Going to get ready for a long, epic final boss fight because I'm like, hey, you know that that tends to happen when I play 13 because I always use a sentinel. No, it was pretty easy, and I wasn't really over leveled. That's that's another weird thing about it, but I can see the uh, I can see why people would want an easier final boss. I guess I guess it makes it would kind of make it feel like you've accomplished you, that you, you, I mean, Hey, I beat the final boss's ass in like five minutes. Hey, you know, you can kind of get that, that climax over, I don't know, move on to the next game. I just, I don't know. I guess it just doesn't feel like there's much of an accomplishment. 
I mean, maybe the idea behind it is it's not about the destination. It's all about the journey, but I don't know. It's, eh, it bugs me. But anyways, from that, uh, I would say the ending was good. I, I'm probably going to spoil the shit out of it because, I mean, it's what, uh, about a five, five six-year-old game at this point? Good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, anybody listening uh, not want to hear about the end of Final Fantasy 13? Go ahead and turn it off. I really don't think anybody gives a fuck at this point. Dying to play that game at this point. <laughs> I think I was the last <laughs> one. I was the last <laughs> one. I was like, were you really dying to play it, or did you just want to punish yourself? Uh, actually, I was actually wanting to play it because I'd heard so many negative things about it. I kind of wanted to go. Uh, Go do it. Kind of like uh, on a side note, this evening, my lady friend and I decided to watch MD Geist. I don't know if Sean's ever heard of MD Geist. It's considered one of the worst Japanese animated features of all time. It did not disappoint. No, it was it was so bad. It's on YouTube for free, by the way. But uh, yeah, I don't. I wanted to play Thirteen because I had one friend that was like adamant that it was a really good game and that people were really misunderstood. And, of course, other people were kind of, you know, shit on it. So I'm like, you know what? I want to find out for myself. And the ending for the game, I liked the ending. It had a nice, happy ending to it. It tied up all the plot lines. Fang and Vanille kind of came together. They realized they didn't have to shoulder the burden of blowing the whole fucking world up once. Separately, they did it together and linked the worlds of Cocoon and uh, Pulse. Isn't that what it was? Yeah. And, of course, for some reason, uh, Zaz's son came back. That was nice. Snow got uh, Sarah. Lightning's not as much of a grumpy dick. And Hope's not a little bitch anymore. So, you know, God, thank God Hope's not a bitch. Jesus Christ, I hated him. Well, see, in 13-2, you don't even have to worry about Hope because you see him every, like, (laughs) third world that you're in. Yeah. I mean, by the end of the game, I ended up kind of liking I ended up liking the character and he was probably one of the most useful characters to use in the game like my main party was usually Snow Vanille and Hope because Ravager because you have two Ravagers and a Sentinel and Snow is the best Sentinel by far but I guess what it I guess it was kind of an anticlimax because while it was a good ending I didn't really feel like there was a whole lot that led up to that ending I mean there was a lot of character development between the characters they grew was nice. The, the ending to that game kind of capped off what we were needing for that, but there was a lot that was missing in there. The villains were a non-entity, like a complete and total. Just we saw them every like chapter or two, you know, like every five, maybe like ten hours in gameplay-wise. And it made it to where there wasn't a whole lot of personality. There wasn't anything memorable with of the uh, human villains and then the final villain was a force of nature of sorts and I don't know what you guys feel about making a force of nature your final uh, final boss but it doesn't really resonate with me what do you guys think like an actual element of nature well like like orphan like is was kind of just some abstract enemy that you heard a name but with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's no real personality to it. Like, you know, like, I don't know, for example... Superman Returns, the final boss was a fucking tornado. Like, something like that. Something that wasn't really personified throughout the game had no real personality. It's just like, oh, here's this world-ending thing that you have to face up against. I'm only a fan of Elements of Nature if the the final bad guy is Captain Planet. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying the Don Cheadle version. Is the <laughs> ultimate boss. <laughs> Daniel. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. probably just like, all right. So, uh, the yeah. only the other thing that I was thinking of is that apparently Rock Band 4 is not going to have online play at launch. Damn, guys. And they have also been outpriced by $100 by Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero is selling two guitars in the game for 150 which is what I figured would be the whole... They still want you to pay 250 for the entire Rock Band kit with the game. These fuck nuggets realize that you can buy a, almost a whole damn system for that. Nobody's. There's a lot of people that want to buy the system for the game. Nobody's gonna pay seven hundred dollars for that. It's like it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why? Why not put it at one fifty or a hundred dollars or just? I know that they're counting a lot of people having the old stuff, but if now if you're telling me that apparently they may not have the. Uh, Either the dongle or the whatever it is you need for the Xbox One available at launch either. So, like, I could buy the game and may not, may not even be able to play it because my old instruments don't work because of that little thing missing. It seems like a lot of empty promises. Hey, yeah. That? Yeah. Robert? No, that's not me. Daniel? Okay. <laughs> Fall asleep for a second. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I was assuming from the. Yeah. Uh, I think he fell asleep during your Final Fantasy thing. He's well, just... to be fair, I'm sure the audience did too. Don't worry. When we get to the end of the show, I'll finish that too. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm here. I actually had to mute it because my daughter woke up. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So I wasn't I getting to listen to everything. Uh, I did hear this question and. It's just like every time people get it, it seems like with music games, they finally got everybody excited for it, and then they just kind of pulled the rug out from under them and made them fall. 
hey, look, look, we're finally going to re-release these games. You're going to get to play them. You're going to get to use your old instruments. Uh, but maybe not right at launch. And so, yeah, pay another two, pay us another $250 if you want to play it immediately. Hey, 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 look, guys. Look, we've got Hogan and Flair. We've got Hogan and Flair. Oh, it's, it's 10 years later and you wanted it. Oops. Yeah. Very much that I... Hey, we've got 120 distinct characters in WWE 16, so... Ooh, ooh. Know. I hope that means I can recreate all of the No Mercy roster. <laughs> you, think, you think CM Punk is going to be in that game? Who? <laughs> what? He I, hope, I hope Stevie Richards is in that game. You know, uh, <laughs> it's going to be like Richard. <laughs> Richards. That's right. I'll, I'll put him in every creative storyline. But this time, I'm just going to make him, let him win the 2004 Royal Rumble and win a WrestleMania 20. That, that's, that's assuming the game is going to have a creative storyline story mode in it. Oh, yeah. That, I played 15 at a friend of mine's house. I'm like, this creative mode, this creative system blows. It's It was horrible. Oh, it was terrible. I, I, I tried to make my, my character. I, I make the same character every year. <laughs> Like it, it's almost the same thing, and I'm like, "Well, damn! They took out almost all the tattoos too." <laughs> These I mean, guys. They took out almost everything. Of that. Yeah, and it's funny. My uh, friend, my friend Nick, he didn't even finish uh, the story mode. Like he got tired. He's like, "I'm so fucking tired of uh, doing training matches in NXT." Oh God, yeah. That... He, he was like, "That was that was like torture." I'm like, "Hey, at least it's better in 24/7 mode." He goes, "What? Which game was that?" He, I'm like. 2008 and he goes I don't remember that I'm like you don't want to yeah I, I got to like main event I think and I was like man I just I, trying to fill this meter to get all the way to Smackdown is a pain in the ass like oh and he got pissed that he's like oh I can win training with the rock okay that'll do me good that'll up my stat and he's like and then I blew all that money for two stat points and then I couldn't yep. change my finishers <laughs> he's like exactly. He's like, fuck this game. I'm buying the accelerator. <laughs> maybe that was maybe that was their financial plan. They were gonna recoup their losses through like two dollar purchases of the accelerator. Uh, yeah. So, uh, did everybody see the Doctor Who trailer? Everybody excited now? Yes. Yeah. Peter yep. Capaldi has hair. Even more this time. Yeah. Exactly. I still need to finish that series. Well, you need to get on it, Robert. I know. I mean, you got two months, but... Oh, well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, uh, Doctor, almost like all the episodes I missed sat on the DVR for eight months, so my mom said, you're not recording anything else until you watch that. I'm like, go fucking delete it. <laughs> well, no, she would, she'd been deleting my shit for those entire eight months, telling me to watch Doctor Who, and then I finally told her, stop deleting my anime, fucking delete Doctor Who, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, you can just get it on Hulu. Yeah, man. Yeah, and that's that's what I did. Because, damn it, I have to watch Sword Art Online 2. It was actually not that bad. No, it's not. The dub port's really good, too. Yeah, I, uh, I watched it subbed, but still. Yeah. Dub, like I said, the dub's great. It's got all the voice actors. And Ben Diskin. He's the man. He plays Death Gun. Oh, boy, Death Gun. Apparently, a, Dragon Ball Super is finally going to get on something you can watch in the United States. I don't know why. If, 
in the era of simulcasting and the fact we can get three in three weeks we can get simul dubs. You can't get fucking Dragon Ball Super on the air. Well, they simulcasted everything else from this season. There's like 40 animes. And the summer season and yeah. And new Ultraman X. We have an Ultraman series being simulcasted. And I watched the first episode today. It was I did pretty not good. Know that. Yeah, it's on Crunchyroll. It's wow. uh it was I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. I liked it quite a bit actually. Uh, a lot better than the last Ultraman series I watched. That blue. I've been using blow a lot today and I don't know why. But yeah, it, it was bad and it should have felt bad. But uh, yeah, they've got that and the Death Note uh, drama, like the live action drama of it. Because really. you know, because you know, they they did an anime, and they did a uh, like movie series. Movies. Yeah, I've been reading the manga. It's really good. I'm sure you've seen all of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't read the manga, but well, yeah, you watched it. The anime is the exact yeah. same thing. I just can't. I'm waiting for it to jump the shark. It's probably gonna happen. Some point. Oh, uh, oh, oh, it will. Anything in there? I mean, there was a bunch of clips, so I mean, I don't know if there's much to t- take from the trailer, but <laughs> Clara's back. Oh, I, we need that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just telling you what I saw. I, I like the uh, whatever those people with their eyes faded out. That seems interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And at least they're, uh, you know, not racist about it. There was a black guy with his eyes faded out. Hey, there you go. You know, at least we get everything matching up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that that's actually one of my favorite things to do now that I've been watching so much anime. You ever uh, did spot the black guy? Yeah, because there's not that many you have to spot. Exactly. <laughs> Like I kind of bring out my the little scale there on how racist did they make this guy? Since like I explained to a uh, a guy who's I, I frequent this one theater and me and one of the uh, employees there we talk uh, talk anime and manga and stuff. And he's hey he's he's a black guy and I told him uh, he's like man you know I really want to move to, uh, to Japan and I told him I'm gonna warn you that place is really racist. He's like oh really I'm like oh yeah. If you're not Asian, they don't like you very much. Really? I'm like, oh yeah, and if you're black, you are like alien. Well, that's they really don't have any black people. Well, I know. Like, that's like not even, that's like on the other end of the spectrum for them. They're like, whoa, what the hell is this? That's why uh, I told him, like, I was like, all right, go ahead and uh, na- name all, name uh, an African-American anime character, go. And he's like, I can't think of one. I'm like, Dutch from Black Lagoon, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> or the Afro Samurai. Oh yeah, as voiced by Samuel L. Motherfucking Jackson. Mr. Popo from Dragon Ball. Yeah. Well, he's not That's a true. black person. He's actually a genie. But well, except in Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, well, that's canon. Oh, I'd like to blow it up with a cannon. Uh, <laughs> that was a good one, though. Did y'all ever? See? No, of course you didn't see it when they. Uh, did they play Dragon Ball Kai on uh, the CW station? They uh, made Mr. Popo blue. Really? Yeah, I'm not talking like subtle blue, like navy. Oh no, this was like blue raspberry. This Why? was this 
because he's black. So they didn't want to offend anybody, so they made him the most obnoxious shade of blue you can think of. And I don't think they were being cute with it either. They were like, oh, okay, now we're good. Yeah. So uh, any of those other trailers? Uh, I saw the Suicide Squad one. Ooh, I was going to watch that. I need to watch that. I need to watch the Batman trailer. I've heard the good things The Deadpool leak trailer was awesome. Yeah. It had like half the footage from the test footage, though, I thought. Some of it was, but they did have some uh, good lines in it, and it made me promising, or it made me hopeful for the movie, especially seeing uh, Ryan Reynolds saying, whatever you do, don't make the super suit green or animated. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah, I heard the Suicide Squad trailer was really good. I've heard the Batman Superman trailer is pretty good. I still don't know how we're going to fit Wonder Woman in this and how we're going to establish an entire Justice League of America storyline in that movie. We'll see, I guess. Well, the, the thing that I'm worried about is that DC was like, oh, sweet, okay, okay, we've seen how Marvel does it. We're going to do it. But they kind of forgot that thing where they took like five movies to build up their big suit, their big thing instead of trying they, to. Fit. They don't care though. They're doing it the backwards way. They're just going to give I you just a movie and hope you like it. Hey, you're going to like it, and you're going to like it. Yeah, that's exactly what they're going to do, and that's what I'm worried about because yeah, I know Marvel's pretty much striking out on everything. Or I'm not striking out, hitting home runs on everything. Even though I've heard Ant Man's kind of mixed, which I don't know. Well, but I mean, it's Ant Man. What do you want? Yeah, exactly. Hey, I want them to bring the Ant Man from like two thousand, yeah, you know, like two thousand nine back. That one that was a total scumbag. I love that guy, Eric O'Grady. Oh, yeah, they're never gonna bring that one back. But I don't know. I mean, I think Marvel's still doing pretty well. The Avengers was a pretty big hit, even though it was a commercial for the Avengers three. Totally. Well, Civil, Civil War is basically going to be Avengers 2.5, so it's... Avengers, uh, Avengers 1.5. I wonder if Timon and Pumbaa are going to be the main focus. So, uh, I, I mean, do you guys think that DC's strategy of just, okay, we're going to put a bunch of superheroes on the screen and people will just flock to it, or do you think it needs a story like Marvel? The story would be nice. Yeah. Especially since you know they could have just made the TV show canon, and then I kind I kind of don't look the look of either of those trailers. <laughs> Why? Uh, Batman and Superman is too dark, and Harley Quinn looks like a hooker in Suicide Squad, and <laughs> and that's dumb. He and wants her sh- to have the Harley Quinn, you know, get up and everything. I wouldn't know. That'd be that'd be silly, but she doesn't need to look because she's a streetwalker. That's true. Like she doesn't yeah. need four inch heels. Let's say that. Yeah. Okay. I can kind of. What do you think, Daniel? Uh, I worry about it just because it's DC. <laughs> <laughs> Until they can prove to me that they have a plan, I'm not going to believe it. Well, they, they don't have a plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, according to them, they do. But, yeah, I agree with you. Who do you think has a better plan, DC or Brian Kendrick? 
<laughs> Got a coin? Uh, I do, I do. It's a nickel, so it's not going to flip very well. But uh, all right, let's see. Uh, let's uh, call heads, it. DC, tails, Kendrick. Tails. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, you go. There you go. See, Ryan Kendrick's the man with the plan, you see. <laughs> I honestly think we're going to see uh, DC's plans that they've announced change between now and two years from now. Oh, yeah. I mean, they announced all these movies, and they really are doing this backwards. I mean, I don't think Super or Man of Steel was, is their Iron Man. Well, Iron Man is fun. Oh yeah, that's that's actually where I was about to go there. Because I mean, Iron Man was a real fun origin story, and I felt like it did a lot to build the world. And Superman just kind of redid that thing that they've done with all these Superman movies, where they just kind of redo this origin story or give some sort of the origin story, or I don't know. Superman Returns stunk. God, I hated that. Oh movie. God, that's yeah. The less the said about Superman Returns. <laughs> no, the- I mean. Uh, that, oh, go ahead. The latest Superman movie made Superman Returns look good. That's the most damning thing you can say about that film. I didn't, you know, I, didn't I can it. see, I can see where Superman Batman has potential if they use Batman's story about what happened to his family apparently to convince Superman to be more careful and to be a hero. Be, exactly, be the Superman yeah. from the comics. If they do that, I'm yeah. going to be okay with this. Uh, it, showing, but I don't see them doing that. Yeah, I mean, using using Batman to show to kind of get across the point of his actions have repercussions, and he needs to start thinking like a hero instead of some you know just some dork in spandex. I think that would be really good. I don't know. Like I said, I think I'm uh, Daniel over here. I don't trust them because the No One trilogy was good. It kind of petered out there towards the end. No matter how many bait impersonations I could make, it, it could only it only did so much. And Man of Steel was I liked it, but it wasn't bulletproof, and I don't feel like it was the starting point that Iron Man ended up being. Not to mention with Iron Man two. They didn't throw Captain America, Thor, Bill Bixby, anybody else in there. They didn't throw all those people in that movie and expect it to go, all right, guys, here's the Avengers. Because that's not how these things work. <laughs> and they, I don't, they just don't get it. And I'm hoping, I'm kind of hoping that something's going to fail along the way to show them. But they're not smart enough to realize what's going to be the problem, so they're just going to end up rebooting everything again. Yep. Well, they're doing that with the Batman, uh, Ben Affleck movie. In Green Lantern. Well, that was, well, Batman's different. Batman, they told a story, it ran its course. I'm okay with them having a new Batman because it's a different story. I mean, you're not going to, I didn't think you could really build a Justice League around Nolan Batman. Like, Nolan Batman is kind of like, it was very self-contained. It told its story. It was all about Batman and the world he lived in. It had really nothing to do with anything else. And that was fine. I'm fine with them making a new Batman. Now, Green Lantern, that was them trying to get something off the ground, and it ended up blowing up like the Challenger. Because they, 
well, Green Lantern had a lot of problems. I don't think I wouldn't say Ryan Reynolds was one of them. No, Ryan Reynolds was fine. It was just <laughs> they tried to do too much too fast, and that's what they're doing with this. That's what's going to be the problem with the Justice League. They're going to do too much too fast. I mean, we're we're supposed to get. I know Wonder Woman isn't Aquaman supposed to appear? Yeah, and Batman, Superman yeah. as well. Yeah, Carl C- C- Drago himself. A.K.A. that guy from Stargate Atlantis. Hey, he will always be Ronan. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but I always think of him as the guy from Stargate Atlantis. But, I mean, really, when you think about it, you're throwing four people into a movie. Four big heroes that should have their own movies to establish the universe. But you're Mm -hmm. not doing that because you don't want to take the time and you're afraid it'll look like you're copying Marvel. Yeah, I mean, Batman, I can... I am okay with him putting Batman in that movie. Oh yeah, because one one additional hero would be fine. It's yeah, throwing four oh, and yeah. trying to make everything stick. If not more, I mean, I'm still worried they're going to throw more of them in there. Uh, they I mean, very Bat- well could. Because Batman, like Batman's one of those heroes, like Superman, Spider-Man. You know, we know him. Giving us some version of that character, you you don't need to give us a whole movie necessarily to get across the character and the point and the way that this character interacts with the world. That's fine. But throwing in Wonder Woman, who who knows what they're going to do with Wonder Woman, because there's been so many incarnations and interpretations of that character. And then we have Aquaman, who no again, well. Very much like Wonder Woman, they have had many different incarnations and interpretations of both of those. I mean, you've had you've had your giant, like bearded, long hair, metal clawed Aquaman. You had your hippie, dippy Wonder Woman. Yes, I said hippie, dippy. But they do need their own movies because they're not necessarily as established as the other ones in terms of pop being ingrained in the popular culture as deeply. Like, imagine if we would have thrown... Oh, no. Oh, you little fucking cat. Don't you paw my ankle. I'll kick your ass. Sorry. <laughs> it would have been the same as if you had Iron Man 2, two and in two. Iron Man 2, you threw Captain America, America Thor. Thor, and uh, let's say Hulk all together in one movie with no individual movies. Yeah. To introduce him. Yeah, I mean, Thor, like, yeah, people knew who Thor was, but I don't think he would be nearly as popular a character, because I think he's a pretty popular character from because of those uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They DC needs to do that. They need to kind of understand that you're not going to get this big Avenger-sized hit if you don't take the time to set up the story. Especially Aquaman, who's, like, mostly who, made fun of. Who is the butt anything. of everybody's jokes. Yep. Well, and doing the slow build-up made you anticipate the Avengers uh-huh. movie. Made you anticipate seeing these people from the other movies. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All together. Just throwing them together, there's no anticipation in it. And what worked with the Avengers movie is that we had already established these characters. 
So what the Avengers movie was was not really as much about building anybody's character as much as letting those established characters bounce off of one another in a situation that required them to be there and was exciting and entertaining. And that's what made it work. Like you didn't have, you could focus on big action pieces and exposition because you already took the time to build, to, to take the characters and build them up to the necessary level that they needed to be. Speaking of that, though, I, my one big fear about Marvel is that Spider-Man movie. Why? Because they're just going to tell another origin story for Spider-Man. They are they? They are. If they do, why? I just have faith that Marvel now stepping in and controlling part of it is not going to be stupid enough to do that. At least they didn't get Ava Butterfield. That kid looks like he's perpetually 13. So, what about the uh, the Star Wars stuff that they... I mean, they didn't show, like, a big trailer or anything, but... Anything I'm glad else? for practical effects, but... I mean, we all know there's going to be some CGI in it, but... Some CGI is fine, it's just not... Yeah. And it's overwhelming CGI. No, oh no, don't get me wrong, it... I just, I feel like until we get a second movie trailer that delves a little bit into the story, yeah, we're we're all still going to be sitting here wondering if having the specter of Phantom Menace hanging over our head. I personally can't wait for them to show what other things that lightsaber can do. Can it open a beer bottle? Hmm. You would. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to go with that Swiss Army knife joke. Uh, Is anybody excited for this Fantastic Four movie coming out? No. 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 Can't be any worse than the last one. You say that, but we all know it could be worse. Having having explosive shits while waiting in the line at a porta potty is better than the last Fantastic Four movie. They took them off to where you couldn't buy them digitally anymore. They want you to... to Oh, did they? Yeah, they, they yeah. want you to forget those existed. You well, know, I find it funny that the one thing DC wanted to car- copy from Marvel, they copied from Fox, and it was a giant cloud as a villain. <laughs> that's great. Uh, and you see, that's another problem. Just like with Final Fantasy. I'm not worried about a fucking cloud as the villain. The cloud what? had no personality. Well, what about Cloud as the villain? Villain like they just plucked Cloud from Final Fantasy VII. He's just a villain now. That would see. I was actually I knew hey, you were he going was there. A villain in Kingdom Hearts, in Kingdom Hearts, and it was fine. And he had that really cool Vincent Valentine get up. And actually, he was on the the bat the Chaos side in Dissidia Duodecim. So there you go. I'm a nerd. Yeah, that, that would be funny. The Fantastic Four against Cloud Strive. Hmm. I wonder if his husband, uh, Sephiroth, is going to show up and save him. <laughs> that Evil Dead trailer is pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. I, I especially enjoyed the, you know that they were Jewish, right? <laughs> 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 they would have to say that. Yeah. Anybody going to watch Heroes Reborn? Nope. Nope. 
But yeah, by the time we hit fall, I'm going to have part-time work, full-time school, and an anime season to try and watch. So, nope. Not to mention student teaching. <laughs> I guess I'll be curious to see how bad it really is. I'll probably t- give it a shot just because 12-hour shifts take a long, long time, and I'll probably end up trying something new on TV like that. Uh, I thought, well, wouldn't that put you to sleep? <laughs> well, just, just rewatch 12 Monkeys. That's a better show. <laughs> yeah, I've heard wonderful things about that show. I'm not, I'm Dark not Matter it. isn't bad. I watched some of, uh, oh, what's that, Matt? What's the one? The one that starts with a J. Yeah. Shit. Oh, well. It comes on right after Dark Matter, I think. Oh, well. My parents watch it. Uh, what about that Fear Everybody going to watch Fear of the Walking You think Fear of the Walking Dead is going to be su- successful, or...? I think there's going to be a lot of zombie burnout and people won't... Fewer people will give it a shot. You think it's going to start affecting Walking Dead itself, the main series, then? Like, when we get a lot of spinoffs, it starts affecting the main series? Uh, Maybe one or two seasons down the road when they try to do crossovers, but right now, no. All I know is I really want to read this comic with Batman and the Ninja Turtles in it. That's... That's really awesome. Oh, I knew I couldn't remember the damn name for that show. Killjoys. There we go. It can't be any any worse than the Power Rangers and Turtles crossover. Oh, 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 now now he just went into my realm. Or or the X-Files and Turtles crossover. What? What? They did a comic where the the lone gunman from the X-Files teamed up with the Turtles. And also the Ghostbusters. And also Transformers. Why? Was this IDW? Yep. We need to shoot them. Did the G.I. Joe show up? That might have been one of them. That that might have been the only thing that was left. It was like a four-issue crossover where they teamed up with the the Turtles, the Ghostbusters, Transformers, and it might have been G.I. Joe. God. Maybe it can be as bad as that Robotech Voltron uh, crossover, too. That was horrible. But seriously, that Power Ranger Ninja Turtle team up was horrible. Turtles: The Next Mutation was horrible. Power Rangers in Space was really good though. This is the newest season of Power Rangers. I'm enjoying it. I'm an adult. Just gonna throw that in there. So you still upset about the Mega Man Legacy Collection, there, Mark? Yep. Fuck that game. But I still bought that stupid helmet. <laughs> For $150. Oh, Jesus. I intend to put it on my cat. <laughs> <laughs> See, I do things like that all the time. Because I actually picked up a cat from my friend's yard. And I've taken it in. And I want to name it Pancake Mix. Well, you could, technically. So well, yeah, I could. You. Oh, well, no, my mom told me if you name it Pancake Mix, you're going to take it back to his house. I'm like, can I, then I'm like, can I name it Guy? He's like, no, you're not going to name it after its gender. I'm like, I'm naming it after a character from a show I watch. She's like, I don't believe you. I'm like, it's spelled G-A-I. <laughs> oh, well. 
That's the cat I've been yelling at. It's about five weeks old, black, furry, and loves to bite. Yeah. So you're saying it's a kitten? It is a kitten. It is, yeah. Uh, I woke up Sunday morning to a sharp pain in my wrist. To, he, uh, I guess I was moving my hand in my sleep, and uh, that was his way of saying, oh, so you want me to attack your hand? Okay. So I ended up swatting him halfway across the bed. Ouch. Yeah, well, uh, he was okay. He came back to try to attack my hand again. Little dipshit. Yeah, I need to start buying more things to put on my cat's head, too. Preferably at a... At a lower USD. I just want a Proto Man helmet now. <laughs> maybe if you can beg. Maybe if you can beg enough. Just paint the helmet red. <laughs> yeah, glue a visor to it. I need to play more Mega Man games. I know on the 3DS they offer, like, what, the first six on the uh, 3DS store? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, and I know they. also that collection is the first six. Really? Just get Mega Man X4 for PS PS3. That's all you need. Trust me on this one. I don't know. I could get like X7 with that wonderful voice acting. What am I fighting for? Alright. I think that about does it for this week's show. We apparently found more to talk about than I thought we were going to. Well, I mean, that's, that's why you had Inside the Actor's Studio over here, you know, what you needed. <laughs> Just uh, in case for some reason you don't know, you can go You can go pick up that Trials Fusion Awesome Level Max this week on PC. That's the one with the cat and the unicorn in the trailer. Uh, they are for some reason making another one Shinobra game. Or, uh, I don't know how you say that. Only Chabara. Ani Chavara, yeah. Chaos on the PS4 comes out next week. <laughs> uh, do not buy that God of War 3 remastered. You're wasting your money. Why? You're absolutely wasting your money. What, what? 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 I'm sure they upgraded the graphics to PS4. No, it, no not that much. The God of War 3 already looked great on the PS3. It, oh, I know. They, they didn't add anything extra into it. No need at all. Go to GameStop and get the PS3 version for like eight bucks. Do not waste your money. Um, but what about the Devil May Cry uh, HD, 4 HD version, huh? Well, they actually added shit into that game. Oh, no, didn't they add yeah, Virgil? Yeah. yeah, and two female characters. Oh, snap. I hope they add Ted DiBiase next. But it's still Devil May Cry 4, so it's still not worth playing. I bought it for five bucks, played three hours of it, and went, I don't know what's going on. Because that was the first Devil May Cry game I played. <laughs> that was a mistake. You, you can go get that Roy McElroy PGA Tour, where you can play with a total of eight PGA golfers. Ooh, that's, a, that's a lot. Don't waste your money on that either. Well, to be honest, how many people can name more than eight PGA golfers right now? <laughs> Not me, but uh, I can name a few of them. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, hmm. Is VJ Sting Sting still going? No. <laughs> son of a, son of a bitch. On the senior tour, you might get lucky. Uh, How old is he? He's pretty old. <laughs> oh, okay. Is John Daly in the game? No. Is he still drunk at a Winston Salem Hooters? Probably. Probably. That made my day. 
Is Bagger Banks in the game? Is Arnold Palmer there? If not, senior uh, tour. Jordan Spieth. <laughs> oh, I know he's senior yeah. tour. I was gonna make references to Arnold Palmer uh, Ice T. Let's see. Uh, who else? <laughs> is, is Tiger Woods in the game? Uh, sort of. What do you mean, sort of? Oh, I don't know if he's in the actual game. I know he's sort of golfing. He's the parking attendant (laughs) for the golf carts. He got demoted. Yeah. Well, see, they have to keep him away. They can't let him chauffeur things anymore because he has a problem picking up uh, other golfers' wives as he drives away. You know what's funny? I couldn't remember John Daly's name, so I googled fat PGA golfers, and then Google's like, did you mean John Daly? What, really? <laughs> well, it didn't Sounds say... about right. It, it didn't say, did you mean John Daly, but when I clicked on it again, it said John Daly. I'm like, oh, okay. Nice. There's also apparently an indie game that's a platformer called No Time to Explain. I got that. And you did? Well, Adam sent me that to review, maybe. <laughs> Oh, has anybody even picked up, uh, what is it, the Godzilla game, too, that's coming out oh, this week? Oh, I need to, I, I, oh, I should. It's only on PS4, isn't it? No, PS3 as well. Oh, I'm screwed. I should buy it and just display it. I mean, hey, when has a $60 display ever been a problem? Hey, uh, you know... Mark had a friend buy Final Fantasy X for that reason, pretty much. Actually, if I want to blow $60 to display something, I'll probably go buy the re-release of the uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Legacy Megazord. It's, uh... That's beautiful, I, too. I have the original black and gold Megazord. Ooh, they re-released that, too. It's on Toys R Us, and it's about 70 bucks, Maybe 80 I thought about buying it just to keep it in the box and set it somewhere where no one will ever find it so I can sell it in about five years. That black and gold Megazord's beautiful, by the way. <laughs> All right, let's get to those plugs, guys. Daniel? Uh, Factor Fiction on the Game Zone. It should uh, be up Thursday, sometime Fridays, but... Uh, Check it out. You'll see a lot of the people from in here, or Sean, in it. Mark? Uh, the 8-Ball went up Monday night about the top eight wrestling games. Got a stupid amount of comments, which scares me, so I'm not going to read them. Uh, yeah, don't. I read them. I read they them for terrible. you. They are not positive at all. Yep, and to everyone who made a nasty comment, say, I don't care. Uh, that's says, about it for me. He Mark says, is not watery, people. <laughs> he, he says, nana nana boo boo, stick your head in doo doo. Fair enough. <laughs> Robert. Oh, let's see. Uh, Final Fantasy uh, 13, I think I'm going to give it about a 7.5 out of 10, maybe. Yeah, see, I said I was wow. going to fit. I said, I, well, well, maybe I, I feel bad about giving it an 8 because it's not that good. But if I give it a seven, I feel like production it's got a lot of good production values. The music for it's really good. And overall it's got a fairly rewarding combat system and the characters are nice. It's just got a overall failure in terms of uh really telling showing anything to the Yeah, really just showing anything to the viewer. I found out more about the plot through reading the damn side stuff than I did you know, actually playing the game. The villains, again, they stunk. 
Uh, really, the final battle just kind of blew butt chunks. But otherwise, it's an okay game, not the worst game ever. Seven and a half. I mean, compare it to a lot of the shit that comes out, it's still not that bad, but it's a Final Fantasy game. So we kind of hold that to a standard of, like, excellence. <coughs> yeah. But anywho, uh, as for my plugs, uh, funny thing, I didn't say anything about the Sentai Rider podcast recently, but uh, old Hunter, my co-host, was like, yeah, guys, <laughs> we're not dead, so that probably means I should finish watching things so I can do more episodes of that show. So uh, Sentai Rider podcast, you're home for all things Tokusatsu. If we ever do another fucking podcast, we haven't done one since October, oops, time flies. Well, problem is, is I didn't watch anything from October to now. So I'm catching up. So it happens when you have a lot of school and a lot of apathy. But yeah, uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Sentai Rider Podcast. That is S-E-N-T-A-I-R-I-D-E-R Podcast. Uh, as for other things that I do, well, you have uh, the Metal Hammer of Doom, which is on the Rattletron Broadcasting Network on uh, blogtalkradio.com. That is blogtalkradio slash 411 MMA radio. This Thursday at uh, 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, uh, Mandated reporter Mark Radlich and I will be reviewing the uh, new album by High on Fire. That should be pretty good. I always love High on Fire. If you don't know who High on Fire are, they're like evil Motorhead, if that makes any sense. They, they, they have a style that's very similar to, uh, to Motorhead, that really sludgy, like stoner metal sort of sound, but they are a little more... Uh, yeah, they're a little heavier. They're a little more intense. The album's actually called uh, Luminiferous. So if the reviews I've seen are really good, I'm really excited for this album. Uh, as for the week after that, we're going to be doing the new Cradle of Filth album. Oh, boy. Can't wait for that one. Actually, I'm not the one who who wanted to do it. Mark said he would do it. Good old Mark Radlich. Because I'm not going to lie, I've never been in the Cradle of Filth. They have some good song, but songs, but... Uh, they kind of fall flat in terms of uh, actual good black metal, but that album's called Hammer of the Witches, and then I think the week after that, let's look. Yes, the Thursday after that, because these are all on a Thursday. Thursday, uh, July 30th, uh, Jesse Starcher and I, knock on wood, be reviewing an album I've been wanting to review for two years, actually. Uh, it's by Woods Pree. It's called Woods 5, Gray Skies and Electric Light. Uh... If you enjoyed hearing me run my mouth about uh, why I don't think DC will do a good job, uh, you probably love me going into fucking thousand-word like diatribes on every song on that album because I've listened to it like 30 times and have done deep lyrical analysis on everything. So there you go. Can't fucking wait. And that's it. All right. Uh... Yeah, the game's top five this week will be top five Satoru Water contributions. Uh, I've already got a few lists, so looks like my new strategy is seeming to work of using email instead of the forms. <laughs> uh, probably should have done that a long time ago. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, the 4PC will be up tomorrow, so I guess the Fact of Fiction and 4PC will just be up together. Normally, the 4PC should be up on Wednesday mornings, but... It was just too much crap with work not letting me off at the right time. And then I get home and apparently Microsoft Word just deleted all my stuff that I had already formatted. So all I had to do was plug in 
Jeremy's answers and then actually go through and answer the give the points and stuff but whatever sometimes the computer doesn't want to work with you uh, we are uh, previewing the AFC South on Thursday for football to football I got one person because Fonty apparently has other things to do so I got one person helping out and then there'll be the rest of us talking about it and then that Friday night We'll already be pre-recording for the next week where we're doing the AFC East, and Daniel's going to be covering for me on the, on the Dolphins since I have a fan of every other team. And then he'll join you, Robert, when we do the NFC South. Damn straight. Um, he's going to do uh, Atlanta, I think he said. So. Yeah. There you go. Uh, also, the rest of the Max podcast was also on Thursdays, and also we found them four on one. Yeah, we're previewing Battleground, which is this weekend. Is and it then directly after Battleground ends? Then you know that morning at like two or three in the morning, the G1 Climax 25 begins, and I had to sit there and watch it live and then do a podcast after, so I get no sleep. And then what sleep? Yeah, what's sleep? <laughs> it's actually a really, it's a really good band, actually. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try to do something for every day of the G1. We'll see. I'm gonna try. Goes. I'm gonna try that too. Uh, well, we'll see. you're probably not watching them at the same time I am, but I don't know. Maybe. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. Maybe we I... can figure something out. Um. Yeah. So, well, until next week. Uh, Satoru Wada said, above all, video games are meant to be just one thing. Fun for everyone. See you later, everybody. Chase the Chuck Wagon is really fun. So is God. the Virtual Boy <laughs> and Doctor Who. We can all agree on Doctor Who. That's it's right. 19th. Yes. Can't get here fast enough. That, that's right. And Please. Randall's old.